You're listening to Extra Textual. This is a show where we talk about an idea, concept, theme, trend, and relate it to some kind of media like film, TV, video games, books, music, and hopefully discover something about ourselves or our culture along the way. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the show. My name is Eli Steelage, and with me is Jeremy Holiday, and we are talking about Stranger Things two. Stranger Things two. Two, not just season two, but two. Yeah. Uh, very eighties esque throwback there. Mm-hmm. The title. So I think pretty much the whole you know Western world was anticipating the return of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. It's been building probably like all year since it originally came out uh, to be. To be a big um, phenomenon mm-hmm. that has been growing the whole time. And, you know, I always like to just point out, like, that now that it's become a very mainstream thing, that I was following the trailers for this before it came out and was a big thing. No, that's just my joke. Uh, yeah, that, totally that I was a, yeah. a fan first before anybody else was. Yeah. Uh, no, but... I, I was pretty excited. I was hoping to get through re-watching the first season, but we only got about halfway with my wife um, before we started the new one. But I think what we sort of wanted to talk about as far as going into the... talking about this season yeah. is that, again, it's kind of getting some criticism that it's just sort of a mashup of 80s uh, references to, you know sort of uh, youth shows like Goonies and E.T., um, Close Encounters, lots of Stephen King thrown in there. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit how it connects to it tonight. Yeah, and so we're going to use that as a straw man to like launch into our own discussion about the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I don't think either of us necessarily agree that that is simply all it is. Um, certainly all those references, I think, are there. Uh, but I... I think it's doing its own thing, and it's doing its well. It's telling uh, a really compelling story in of itself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I feel like we, it, you all haven't listened to our nostalgia episode. You should give it a listen. You talk about Stranger Things in there too. I the mean, very first episode. Yeah, I mean, from my um, from my perspective, I mean, like, I mean, you can look at one of my favorite movies, Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. and like, you know, sixty-five to seventy percent of that film is somebody else's words, famous songs, mm-hmm. famous movies, references yeah. all over the place. So mm-hmm. it's essentially just one giant reference factory. Yeah. But in a way, it's like it. The way I think about it is like you know, if you're um, you're an artist, you can make your own paint, or you can mm-hmm. use you know, you can get paint from somewhere else. You can use other paints. I have a friend who's an artist, you know, and she likes to use canvases that have been already used, and she'll paint mm-hmm. over them, so some of the colors are already there. Yeah. I mean, what I think about it is, you know, as opposed to. Um, I just like we, we've had enough media culture, you know, generations of media culture in the United yeah. States that um, you don't necessarily have to use as your starting point um, something, you know, that, that is based in an individual's life. Mm-hmm. As a reference, you can use something that happened historically mm-hmm. in, in media culture, which has which has uh, reference and power, mm-hmm. not just because people watch those things in the 80s. But because they have a particular cachet from a particular time period, yeah. Um, and I think, like you know, like I said, it is a bit of a straw man argument. Like I, I don't. I mean, I think that I don't think anyone could like legitimately argue 
that the only thing Stranger Things has going for it is it's a bunch of references right. to these older shows. Yeah. Because um, I think even just a cursory watching of it, uh, you know, like our our characters thread through a bunch of different stories and tropes mm-hmm. and other things, mm-hmm. um, but it, they seem to do so very consciously, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I mean, yeah. and the, the genre that I think um, that the whole series sort of fits into is like, um, a very classic sort of like descent into darkness genre like whether mm. it's like um, uh, like the inferno where we have an individual <laughs> with a guide that travels through the various levels of hell um, <clears throat> you know or, or, or various peak myths where an individual goes to the underworld with a task mm-hmm. um, you know and you also have you know even like my you know um, like crawl one of my favorite films like you know you, you have yeah. an individual that needs to undergo a journey to find the place of evil and then mm-hmm. find the central element of evil and defeat it yeah. um, you know even in the story we have um, you know the, in the first season we have the the, the, the rift open sort of accidentally because people are playing with things they shouldn't be <laughs> right um, something comes out we have to take care of that small emissary of evil mm-hmm. you know whether you know think like the uh, heralds of galactus or something like that yeah um, and then There's something bigger ground something yeah. much bigger in there yeah. and, and, you know, like a dark evil and darkness we mm-hmm. haven't yet seen or conquered we get a glimpse of that in the second season we close the rift but then we see of course at the end of the season spoilers all over the show um, <laughs> that the big evil is is gunning for the elementary school right They're, yeah. the evil is coming for us yeah. um, and I think in that genre the show does does a lot of really interesting and fun things and and has an eye from the from when we start the show in the first episode to have three possibly four you know seasons mm-hmm. of this where we I think the creators want to do five five is sounds what I heard. good um, yeah I mean I think I'm with you there I read some critics talking about how they also just didn't feel like it went anywhere sort of new with the story it was like a rehash of the first season just with like slightly different creatures which I can sort of see but I think it's also for me went much deeper with these characters than I expected you know uh, it, it has these kind of deeper shades than just sort of the nostalgic references or just being referential in general, that the characters themselves are still sort of tortured by what happened in the first season. Yeah. I mean, Will, of course, is still seeing visions and um, almost has, like, PTSD uh, from what he experienced. We see Nancy and Steve. Yeah. Mostly Nancy, but uh, that are sort of haunted by what happened to Barb and whether it was her fault. Um, and still wondering what happened. And Elle, of course, Eleven, we see her um, sort of still dealing with the same things. And uh, in a new situation, you know, she was locked up before with her papa that she calls him. And now the um, sheriff is trying to protect her, Hopper, but she's sort of fallen back into the same situation um, where she's sort of locked up and and can't get out. So she's falling back to kind of the same old things. and kind of trauma that she faced. So I think those things, they just take it deeper. And I was really surprised by how kind of dark it went for these kids sometimes. And especially, like, it felt like they were sort of torturing Will again (laughs) by the end. So I thought that was really interesting and surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, and I think you... um, uh, There are lots of areas which I point out which I like. I think the relationship between Hopper and Elle is probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. I mean, because, I mean, you have both like what their relationship means in this particular story mm-hmm. you also have like 
a father who has lost a daughter, who is mm-hmm. caring for someone new. Yeah. And you have just any father and any daughter having their fight. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I mean, like, Hopper is, is, is like, he's both like sort of this classic man that like needs to teach someone discipline. Right. You also see he's tortured by it. You know, there's the scene when, when L blows glass all over the, like, blows mm-hmm. out all the windows where like he, <clears throat> you can tell that he, and I mean, he's well acted, like, he does yeah. a great job. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he wants to be kind and love her, but he knows that if he is a little soft with her, she very well might get killed. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing this, you know, all this to protect her. Right. You know, it's classic, but it also doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, because she has special powers, because he's not, you know, because he has history of his own daughter, yeah. and, 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 you know, he's not, he's he's in, he is, you know, in... in <clears throat> Like in the in the, like descent evil genre, mm-hmm. like there are those that believe and those that don't. You know, yeah. right? You know, he 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 he's one of the people that has seen, so he believes. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's like um, he's one of the Scoobies. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, I don't, I they I, they do a good job of um, uh, playing the challenges that they are going through without mm-hmm. overplaying them. Right. Um, which is fun. Yeah, and I thought they did a good job of like. <laughs> We have Hopper, and then um, I'm not going to remember her name, but Winona Ryder's character, the mother mm-hmm. of Will. Like, they both, for almost like half the season, sort of seem to be in like a little bit of denial about like the darker elements that happened. Yeah. Like, obviously, Hopper um, has Eleven staying with him, so he knows that side of things. But, you know, they're taking Will to this doctor, and they're saying, you know, he's just sort of like still traumatized by these events and sort of reliving them. Uh, and not quite believing that there's still this evil presence sort of uh, invading their town and stuff like that. Right. And there's two things I want to say yeah. about that, I think. Yeah. Um, Paul Reiser's character, the doctor, mm-hmm. like he seems pretty bad yeah. through the first half the first of the half. show. Mm-hmm. And I was also like, man, like that's not very... We had another bad guy. Is this yeah. is it the same guy with a different actor? Like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. Um, uh, and it, like he eventually becomes, I, I like how his character develops. Mm-hmm. One of the more interesting mm-hmm. arcs in the story. I also, I just really like the moment when, um, after Will is back in there, after sort of his the biggest episode with the shadow monster, mm-hmm. she's just like she's. I was like, what is my son sick with? Like, right. what exactly? What exactly yeah. does he have? Mm-hmm. Which is the thing that you know, like no one has talked about it yet, right? And they don't have an answer. They don't have an answer, yeah. Um, and it's just like because you know, um, in you know, in the genre where, whether it's Buffy or Gate or any kind of other <laughs> story, where you have like people that are sort of ordinary people that are, you know that have experienced the supernatural, mm-hmm. um, the the way those places, the way those two worlds are bridged, mm-hmm. is sort of like the the success or believability of the story. Mm. And I think that um, Stranger Things as a concept. Uh, the first season and the second season does a, a pretty good job of having the really strange world and the regular world interface in a mm. particular way. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I think it's actually done better in the first season because we spend more time in the ordinary before we get to the extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we kind of rush back to the extraordinary in the second, but it's fine. Yeah, I'm okay. You know, I mean, yeah. there's a really cool line that Dustin when he's like, he's talking to Steve, he's like, "You still have that bat? <laughs> right, yeah, what, the, the one with the nails in it. Yeah, you know, which is, <laughs> you know, which is like it's funny and it's like. It's clear that like we're we're in a world of a little bit of camp, right? Um, and I'm totally fine with it. And that. it becomes sort of like his signature like weapon, right? right? Like he that is his thing. Yeah, then. and it like again like um, you know, there's something that I think all shows could learn from The Walking Dead at some <laughs> point because it's like, why would you not have a samurai sword? Like, right? Yeah. S- someone somewhere weapon, has yeah. to have this, right? Yeah. It's slightly better than a bat with nails in it. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, anyway, so um, 
but the the way that in which the the uh, so like the, the, the moment when like when Anna's character is mm-hmm. at the place and she's like, what exactly is she sick with? You know, yeah. every, you know, everyone in that room is sort of admitting slash transitioning sort of in front of the audience to be mm-hmm. like, okay, like he it's not no none of us here actually believe that it's PTSD. We think that there's some sort of darker thing going on, and that's what right. we're talking about. Yeah. Um, oh, the other thing that I want to say is the way in which you. There's the the path like through the car through the crops to mm. the truth, mm. right? It's like there's a yeah. little bit of stuff with pumpkins. There's a <laughs> lot of stuff with pumpkins. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff with crops, and then we learned mm. about a little bit about through the trees, mm-hmm. you know. And then we connect it with sort of Bob connects with Will's map, and the sort of, and then we eventually sort of get there. And and the journey from, you know, the ordinary to the like a lot of pumpkins is a lot. Yeah, you know. And then it's the trees it's, are dying, right? Mm-hmm. The way we the way the way they handle that journey, I think. Um, is, is what makes it, it's not just what makes it um, like accessible to a wider audience, but it, like that is key um, in like the suspension of disbelief for this kind of story. Because yeah. if you're just like, oh, it's a vampire. You're like, oh, I didn't think they existed. Oh, I guess they do. You know, you're like, you, you kind of, you're kind of lost. And, right, right. You know, and it's like, it's, it, 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 yeah. it can be a fun story, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have the same um, realness mm-hmm. you know yeah. that it could happen in our world mm-hmm. um, and I think also that that's I mean that is one of the hallmarks of those those 80s movies yeah you know Thing E.T. Mm-hmm. Close Encounters you know I mean yeah. Goonies you know you right. name it I mean they you know our, our heroes they go off on a journey and come back but they are very much grounded in our world yep. like Goonies like we're like we you know, we spend a lot of our time in ordinary town in Maine mm-hmm. or wherever it is before we go off on the journey. Yeah. Um, and keeping those characters grounded I think is really important. Mm-hmm. And I think although it's like nostalgic in a sense, mm-hmm. um, if you look in the context of other stories, everything Marvel does, Yeah. you know, like the other stuff that's out there, um, Stranger Things feels more, it feels more grounded than a it lot does. of that stuff. And I, and I think that that's, I mean, I, I would imagine that's part of why it's successful and also part of what they you know, whether they thought from that at the beginning of the creators mm-hmm. or sort of, you know, as they made it, they're like, oh, this is part of what makes it really good. Yeah. Um, it stands out amongst other things. I mean, even like, I love lots of other shows. Like, yeah, you know, right. Love my superheroes. I love my sci-fi. Um, mm-hmm. But um, nothing pays as much attention to a connection to the, the ordinary and the teen like this. You know, again, yeah. also Buffy. Um, <laughs> but, but it, you know, that's... Yeah. Surely it's not. And what I appreciate... This time around, too, is... I mean, we talked about films that were related to Spielberg. Yeah. Um, but I don't... I think also just, like, the style of it holds sort of, like, his... Just, like, uh, I, re- I recently watched the Spielberg documentary on HBO that they made. Um, and kind of going through his career, I just saw, like... And people would talk about... Just, like, he has a knack for the image and uh, editing and timing and how things just flow so smoothly. And I think it really does set him apart um, in the way that, I mean, he makes very commercial things at times, but like he is a master of that sort of image and editing and suspense timing. Uh, And I see that a lot in the show, just like paying attention to how it would transition to new scenes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It just really like kept moving, even when it was dealing with these uh, dramatic relationship things um and between characters and and then the other big connection i think uh more story-wise is like it that we mentioned and we're kind of talking around like this traumas and um 
even like uh, this gets into some abuse with Max and her brother yeah. and their parents and things like that, their dad. Uh, and I think uh, this underground element too, I think had some some ties to uh, Pennywise being underground in it and them kind of having to like seek that out and face it sort of um, to go to the source of where it is. So I think, and we recently did a show on the new it and I yeah. think uh, that was like fresh in my mind of watching this a lot mm-hmm. too. And we get the introduction of a new um, girl that's uh, their age and kind of brought into their club and that's very mm-hmm. like big part of this too, just the same way yeah. it was in it, yeah. But yeah, did you see any other sort of connections to it? Oh, I mean, the, the, the obvious one, which is with Bob, right? So, yeah. I mean, so there's Will who, I mean, I we are assuming that you all watch the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you haven't, binge watch it. Or pause this, binge and watch it, say, yeah. and come back. I'm sure you've seen it, yeah. yeah. So uh, when I first encountered uh, Sean Astin, mm-hmm. um, Frodo, I mean, uh, Samwise. Um, yes. Who, I did not name my son Sam after Samwise. <laughs> I just didn't know a, just didn't know a Sam I didn't like. So he shows up, uh, and he's a little campy. He was mm-hmm. a little silly. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like the way he's acted, even at the beginning, he's like, for every, you know, three parts of silly... There's one part of very genuine. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, like, he's not a complete, you know, he's not like a, a comedy movie boob. Right, right. He's uh, somebody who used thing. to be a geek back mm-hmm. in the what, whatever. Yeah. And now he's an adult that kind of understands the, you know, mm-hmm. the way things work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, you know, and, and they, I, you know, like he, I'm like, oh, except as I'm watching, I'm like, oh, he's a little, I'm like, a little too campy. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's really nice. And that happened three or four times. And then, and then there's the point where you know, like he, he, he like you keep he's like uh, chomping at the bit <laughs> to help Will out, right? Um, and Will's and Will's mom's like, no, and people don't want to include him in this world. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't come in. You know, again, it's just holding people out of the. You're not a Scooby. You're not part of the right, group. Right. You know, because club, being, yeah. being a Scooby means that you have like you you you, you bear the weight of this mm-hmm. this community, this responsibility, this knowledge, you know. Yeah. And and, you, and like you know, one thing that Scoobies do, I mean, and this is like Scoobies comes from like the language comes from people talking about uh, Buffy the Vampire. Buffy, like, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you keep your friends out as a way mm-hmm. of protecting them. You know, but it's also like in the the times in which Xander is sort of kept out of deeper Scooby things, he always feels like he's a third man. Right. Anyway, um so uh but he he's chomping at the bit to get involved with Will, and then he's taking him to school one day, and he's he's going to talk to him, mm-hmm. and and I was like, I don't know what's going to go on here, but you know, my impression is like Will is like, you know, you you can't possibly understand yeah what it is that I'm dealing with right, and then he tells us about Mr. Baldo, which is like he's he's at a, I think he's at a fair, mm-hmm. and this sort of clown like taps his shoulder and turns around, and yeah. he's like terrified of it for months yeah. Um, his dreams, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he can't sleep, mm-hmm. you know, and he, uh, you know, eventually sort of faces his fear, mm-hmm. and that's what drives him away. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, like, uh, Mikey, who's not on the show tonight, and I both watched, like, the television It earlier series, than we yeah. were supposed to, <laughs> yeah. and, like, we both couldn't sleep for weeks, so it's like a, it's like a very common, I think, experience of people our age, mm-hmm. um, or anyone encountering that terrifying television show when you're a kid. <laughs> um, and so then... You know, and it was interesting because I was like, oh, like, um, again, like, Bob really connects. He's a real, you know, he has a, a funny element, but he's very honest right. and down to earth. Yeah. And, Genuine you know, person, yeah. and if he can't carry Will's burden, he can carry Will. So, um, 
there's moments in the in Stranger Things too that I really like, and one mm-hmm. of them is is the you know the next time Will encounters the shadow monster, yeah, it's chasing after him. Mm-hmm. You can see him like gathering his resolve. Yeah, goes out in the middle, and I was like. And, and you see that, like, there's going to be a showdown. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, a showdown is one of those things in films, like, yeah. in shows, where, like, something is going to change. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can run for a long time from whoever it is. Yeah. But when you turn to face them, and they turn to face you, or whether it's the end of Fistful of Dollars or whatever, and you're standing mm-hmm. around the circle, and there are three of you, <laughs> something is going to change. Right. And this is, like, three, four episodes in or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. Like, What's gonna like, happen? What's gonna happen? Yeah, you know, like I thought it's he was gonna move, run yeah. for a mm-hmm. while or whatever, and he goes and he, um, you know, like stops running from him, turns to face him, and it just <laughs> totally destroys him and infects his body and yeah. like absolutely does the thing that it wants to do, right? You know, and it's like, oh, you're not gonna run for me? I'm like, great, that's yeah, what, that's what been, I want. We've yeah. been waiting for, um, which I thought was a really bold move. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. Yeah. Um, there are very few moments in shows when I'm like, whoa, like, this early on? Because, like, if, if you do it at the end of the season, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. they can run off into the sunset, they can get killed, who yeah. cares? Like, if it's at the end of the action. But this is setting up what our action is going to be. Mm-hmm. So I also felt like, too, that it, 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 I don't know, watching it, I was like, this this demonstrates for me, like, the show's maturity. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a Spielberg thing. It is, like, a childhood thing. It is a Stephen King thing. But yeah. it, it feels like, like what I feel like in my life as an adult mm-hmm. who used to be a kid is like uh, the real things that are hard in this world don't care what you feel about them. <laughs> right they do, like being they don't care if you are scared of them or not mm-hmm. they're just going to do you just over. Go, yeah. that's it mm-hmm. and so um, that I really appreciated I thought yeah. that was great um, you know and I know and I know it sort of parallels the first word you know Will is gone mm-hmm. you know and you know and, and sort of he's like part of or possessed of or possessed mm-hmm. in sort of the darkness right um but i also i mean i, I like the sort of double agent thing mm-hmm. going on i also um I, I mean i totally knew that he was gonna like be the send the good guys to their death um <laughs> yeah, and i think so like some other characters did too like I, I mean it was not like oh my god what happened right um, but i also thought it was a good touch yeah um it, it felt like to me a little bit like uh nuance of like almost like demon possession stories too it got to the point like by the end they're tying him up to this chair and they're like uh one of my guilty pleasures now is the new exorcist tv show which is pretty well done but there's a lot of like hey we know you're still in there the real you but you're kind of being like taken over so i thought that was all kind of like fun interesting take on that um that he was almost being possessed by this creature and now that you're talking about kind of like these real world sort of fears and things that you know don't don't really care how you feel or yeah. how you face them necessarily. Um, they're still gonna come. Reminds me, one of my favorite parts was Max's brother, which I can't remember his name right now. Older brother, who's like basically the bully in this season. Yeah, is, um, is his name Billy? Is he? It might be Billy. Okay, Billy the bully. Uh, Billy the bully. So I liked that he seemed sort of like a caricature at first. Like he was just like a worse Steve, you know. Better. Yeah, better hair, better car, cooler car, cooler guy. But then, you know, he's apparently racist and a bully um, to people. And then we find out that, you know, that the father is, you know, sort of abusing him. or like, Not sort of. Sort of, yeah, abusing him. And he even, like, to the degree that he starts crying. And every other time we've seen that he's, like, 
you know, the super strong, doesn't care, give a crap about anything kind of guy. Um, and, and I liked that sort of effect of he can act as big as he wants and stand up to things, but eventually, like, his father can tear him down. And, and you know, those things aren't always, like... I like that they don't simplify some of that, you know, that that's, like, not an excuse for the way he treats people or his sister, but it makes more sense. And I like that in the midst of this crazy supernatural stuff going on at the very end, we get him coming into the situation, which is a very real-world threat to Max and her friends, and she has to stand up to him and does. But I thought, like, it just sort of, again, like, the, the like, Star Wars, you know, multiple like uh lines of story coming together in the end this is all sort of like compacting um these different threats from the supernatural and the real world just sort of building on top of each other so i thought that was really interesting and unexpected as well but yeah again the characters characterization i thought was really interesting and well done in this episode or the season for the most part um i I want to come in with um uh one thing that i i thought was a negative about the show Uh I mean, thinking about the bigger picture about, like, like it's going to come out on Halloween, which they must have said before was actually finished, right? And they were still doing at least post-production on it. You know, I mean, like, you know, like... They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of the second season. Yeah, yeah the yeah. second season. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's there's a lot of, like, details of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, like, continuity things, mm-hmm. just in terms of, like, doing shot-reverse-shot and something mm-hmm. moves. Yeah. That, like, you know, it's, I mean, I know most... Not everyone cares or mm-hmm. notices that stuff. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care too much, but yeah. I do notice, and, and, and it will often like kick me out of it. Or I'm like, mm. oh, this is obviously a different take. Oh, her face is different. <laughs> oh, like they're not wet anymore. And like, oh, his arm moved. Yeah. Oh, his body's in a different position. Yeah. And there was so much more of that in the second season, and it, mm-hmm. it just it just for me is a hallmark of like rush production. Yeah. Because they could go back and reshoot it. They could spend more time in the shooting schedule, watching the dailies to make sure they have everything mm-hmm. you know, at, the, at the end of a segment or section or scene. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think, like, in terms of, like, presenting it for one watch through at Halloween, it doesn't make that much difference. Yeah. But, you know, like, it, it, it it's like a, an element of its... Like, if I were, like, writing a scholarly paper on it, I'd be like, <laughs> it's because of this rush production schedule that you have, a you know, like, a less polished product. Right. Um, I don't think it takes away from any of the bigger pieces like I think mm-hmm. all those are in place but a lot of the it's just not as polished yeah and some and, of the the timing was a little confusing to me like yeah. um, when Nancy and uh, Will's older brother are out doing their own adventures yeah. and then like other people are out and I'm like what what like which morning is this and is this and some too much coincidence sometimes people all sort of showing up yeah walking through the woods in the same place you know that yeah I mean yeah. there's a lot of like if you there's a lot of temporal mm-hmm. distortion yeah. that happens. We're like, is this? Are we still on the same day? Right. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. like, or haven't you been have gone for a week? Right. Haven't you been? Gone? Um, I know there's a lot of talk on social media in my circles about like, where are the parents? And thinking like, where have my kids been for two days or yeah. whatever. Um, which actually, I think I agree with. It was not that big of a deal back then. Um, I think parents weren't as concerned. Because, I mean, they do address, like, oh, I'm going to stay at so-and-so's house tonight for a sleepover or whatever. Um, So I I don't have a problem with that. But the, yeah, the temporal sort of, like, timeline was a little fuzzy sometimes. I mean, I do, and I think that um, one of the things that um, 
the like latchkey element or the mm-hmm. you know, latchkey like the parents are there and mm-hmm. the kids are just going around and it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, it's also it's like I mean, I grew up in Pennsylvania, not far from Indiana, you know, like mm-hmm. same general place. Uh, you know, like that's kind of what it was like, right? Where I grew up. Yeah. Um, me too. Uh, also, like it has a function in the story, right? Like, I mean, in the story, it functions that like. Everyone thinks everything is just fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and the worst yeah. that's going to happen is you're going to go to a party and get punched on yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and only our inner circle of individuals know of the, this deeper, it's darker thing. Yeah. Right. You know, and in the beginning, you know, it's also like it's, it's government, mm-hmm. you know, it's organization. It's, mm-hmm. It isn't yet corporation or that kind of thing, but right. it is that kind of stuff. Um, and it has a real function, a contrast between who cares when you come home mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, flesh-eating, yeah. you know, demodogs or whatever. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to bring up just, like, you mentioned Bob and Sean Astin, I think was a great addition. Like, he did a great job acting with the character, but not just being sort of a throwback to Goonies or whatever right. reference. And then um, Paul Reiser, I think, was also great, like you mentioned, his yeah. sort of character run. And... Uh, I, I mean, I kind of saw it as, like, he was not necessarily, like, even that evil to begin with. I mean, I think he makes a comment at some point, like, about, like, somebody has to run this place. And so I think he yeah. is presented more as just sort of, like, a government or corporate, you know, overseer who was sent to this place to make sure it's running. You know, like, things yeah. continue or it's contained, kept secret, and he's just kind of doing his job. Yeah, they flame it every day. Yeah, and so he eventually finds sort of his conscious. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, does parallel, like, his aliens character, who stayed evil the whole time, but, you know, yeah. he, he just wanted to bring back the aliens for the, you know, so they could study it or whatever, yeah. the classic, to be able to, so he was just after sort of the money side of things. And then, uh, not new character, but uh, Winona Ryder, I just want to mention again, who I always thought was great. Um probably had like a little bit of a crush on when I was younger but it's just cool to see her like working again I think she's doing a really great job and I hope she gets other jobs because of Stranger Things but yeah yeah I mean I also think um, she did a better job uh, and her character was better written in the second season Mm -hmm. she had like a more clear um, job more clear function I mean the the mother she reminds me most of in the first season is um, I don't remember her name uh, but I think Jennifer Aniston plays her in uh, Iron Giant, mm. Mother in Iron yeah, Giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah. I mean, just you know, because she's like practical. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not like I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the Mother in Iron Giant is a little more like straight laced. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she, you know, still has that same kind of feel. Mm-hmm. She, um, yeah, she's a little more just like hysterical from the beginning in the first series. Yeah. And here she has more to do and more nuance yeah. to her. Yeah. I know you wanted to bring up. Uh, the seventh episode, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the punk interlude. Yeah, which a lot of people are giving the show flack about because it's all focused on these other characters with Eleven for that entire episode, um, which we get like introduced to the very first scene of yeah. the series, but then come back to them. And I, I mean, I, I think from talking to you earlier, I'm kind of with you. Like, I don't really have that big of a problem with it. I think I mentioned to you, I would have rather spent that time with her and uh, Eleven and Hopper's relationship yeah. continue with that. I think that was more interesting. But I, I, I think it was, like, fun. And some people have talked about it as, like, maybe an introduction for, like, a spin-off series on these characters or something. But a lot of people are saying, like, they don't think the characters were good enough to really follow it, which I, I may agree with. They may yeah. were a little well, bit I mean, cliched and... 
I mean, like, flat, yeah. Last time we talked about, last time we got together to talk about a thing we watched, we talked, we talked about um, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Which I was down on for most of the time. It has some good points. Yeah. Um, uh, I, um, I guess I'm sort of hot and cold about things. I mean, so the, the, <laughs> the thing I have to say about what, the punk interlude yeah. is this. Like, in the genre of, like, in the, in the early 80s world, mm-hmm. like, um, which is a world like my older brother, who's 10 years older than me, grew up in. Yeah. Like, there were, like, two, for the people that didn't fit, mm-hmm. there were, like, two paths. There was, like, yeah. early goth slash industrial, uh-huh. you know, music-wise, ministry, skinny puppy, big black, these, like, <laughs> these bands. Yeah. You know, and there was, like, punk. And, like, mm-hmm. punk was cool. Right. And goth was not. <laughs> you know, and industrial was, like, a, it's, like, a, it's like a mess. Right. You know, and, you know, and like, Bauhaus and, and these early sort of bands. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause punk was a little bit earlier and a little bit cooler. Right. Um, but it was also, like much more about causing trouble and yelling at people. Yeah. And yeah. Gotham and Industry were like, is life is a mess. Like, <laughs> it's, everything it's around downer, me. And, yeah. and music comes from these areas, mm-hmm. the Rust Belt. Like, everything is decaying and horrible. Like, what is there to yeah. hope for in this mess? And then, we, you know, we have... Punk's uh, a little more lively. Yeah, yeah, have, yeah. you know, because, uh, you, know, you know, and I think punk is more urban, Industry mm-hmm. is more rural, and you have uh, one of my favorites, you know, uh, Henry Rollins as a writer and a musician come out with his... Uh, beautiful angsty steel <laughs> poetry yeah. um, a voice for all of us weirdos um, and, and so for me like like watching my older brother travel throughout his more eventful life than mine mm-hmm. I mean there was like a flirting with punk period yeah. you know and, and it is like uh, self-centered and angry and destructive you know <laughs> or at least you know for, for him and for others of that of that time period and I think yeah. it, it, it um, it's totally acceptable for like punk or punk style to represent that for mm-hmm. characters during this time period. Yeah. I mean, like, I I wish that, like, those... I, I didn't like the characters very much. And I think that, that they good. were, at best, sort of, like, interesting backdrop for Elle's choice. Mm. And, 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 and the thing they exist for... I mean, for me in, in this story, they exist for a, a sole reason. Mm-hmm. And that is to put Elle in a place where she either has to choose trying to, like, fill the emptiness inside her with killing... Mm-hmm. Or try to fill the emptiness inside her with empathy. Right. Right. It, it's, these, it's this very clear sort of classic path. Yeah. And, and then they make that moment happen. Yeah. It's, it's clumsy. I mean, that's what I saw as the main point of that episode was yeah. to both introduce that there are there's a bigger world of these yeah. other, at least one other, of these kids that's now growing up and has the powers and is not contained anymore. Yeah. Um, and there may be others out there. And then also to, yeah, give her sort of a test or, and also, um, well, test her, get her trained in being more powerful. Yeah. Um, and giving her that confidence that she can use her powers and deciding how she's going to use them. Yeah. Um, is she going to she, protect her friends or is she going yeah. to do something? Yeah. She's got to lift the, uh, X-wing and Skywalker, yeah, 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 which um, was a good moment, um, which is fine. And yeah. and again, like I, I, I don't know. I, I give it like a B. Yeah, like I, I think yeah, that yeah. It, it of all the parts of the series as a whole and of the second season, mm-hmm. it's like the weakest sure. in terms of writing yeah. and interest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it, it like it, it does do other things, mm-hmm. and, I, and you know, like with you know the other because six can conjure up. Right, it's a different power. Yeah. Kind of put I mean, images in people's minds. Yeah, and, and it's cool, but I'm like, this is not the show that I like watching. Right. You know, it's um, becoming a little X-Men. Yeah, you know, which is fine. Movie. I mean, yeah. X-Men, great. Yeah. But that's not our show. <laughs> um, or, you know, it's not the show that we're watching for the other right. episodes. Right, right. Um, and, and, and so I, I do think that, um, 
But also, here's the thing. So people can people can build up goodwill with me. Mm-hmm. You know, like if they if they yeah. do a good job with a show, I am perfectly like to happy to let them do mm-hmm. stuff. And and so like you know and so like I, I'm critical of some people. Right. And like if they asked me, if they consulted me about the creation of the episode, mm-hmm. I would have probably looked at the script and been like, oh, this is good. I see like this, the central element of this is good. Yeah. I do like that we kind of go back to these characters over here. They don't seem well fleshed out. Can we do this s- somewhere in Hawkins? Right. Or, or, or with some other people. I mean, because it's like um, one of the things that I liked about the second uh, Stranger Things 2 is like how all of the our, our main four characters develop much more distinct personalities Mm -hmm. like mike is sensitive Mm -hmm. and caring and people notice that Mm -hmm. right you know and dustin is flashier right um and more Mm action-oriented you know and will is you know uh, a little more weak Mm -hmm. but also a little um more courageous yeah you know um what's the other one uh lucas Yeah, yeah um you know and you know and also like uh develops social skills um, mm-hmm. And you know, like much better communication, you know, and like is is the like is the go-to man for talking to like non-group members, right? You know, yeah, um, He's a high, little more outgoing uh, and uh, highest charisma in the group, if you will. One of the things that you know, I would have liked to have seen um, like Elle's relationship with Mike mm-hmm. earlier on be somehow related to you know, not that she like develops a romantic interest in him and thus like mm-hmm. decides to like. You know, do good as opposed to evil. Right. Um, but I, you know, I. It it seemed as though she had no family, mm-hmm. and the, the four of these individuals were her family. Mm-hmm. And though there's a kinship with six as a sister and her like punk entourage, mm-hmm. I I thought that like the 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 L slash Jane shot eleven that, that I came to know in the show yeah. was much more concerned about um, the people that were close to her, mm-hmm. and like. And and the L in my mind would have been much less trusting, or even seeking out these. I mean, yeah. and, and and I do I do understand. Like I do grant that because like the part with her mother and her mother's vision mm-hmm. was very well done mm-hmm. from top to bottom. Yeah, tight, beautiful, and compelling. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna like I will follow you to the ends of the rainbow room. Fine, like <laughs> take me there. Yeah, and I think L goes and she's like she's skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I just think that um, the story would have been more powerful and grounded if that you know if she undergoes these tasks of choosing good over vengeance um, and developing her powers to the next level in sort of the context of the friends and family that she has adopted. Right. And, and, and maybe you know maybe it's complicated that she does it when she's fighting Hopper, you know, or like you know, you know there, there's ways in which it can also be, you know, maybe she develops. Empathy because she commits, you know, she crushes the butterfly. Or, mm-hmm. You know, she hurts the thing that's close right. to her, she sort of shows her. Mm-hmm. But all that said, they do such a good job with other stuff yeah. that I'm like, it's cool. Yeah. You try this, it's not my favorite thing. Yeah. It gets us from point A to point B. Right. I'm not really going to complain about it. And I think part of, uh, you know, I think both what can make a, a good story, good elements of a story, and if we think of this as like, four or five season arc or something, I think a lot of people were looking for that interaction of L and the gang, you know, like together. Yeah. And so we kind of want to see that again. And that was really held back, you know, until we get to the very end, which, you know, again, if we think of this as sort of like a chapter, this is the chapter where they're sort of pulled apart. Yeah. And, um, 
and have to then come back together. So in the next season, we may, you know, get that the, get those moments more. I also want to bring up a few little things. Andrew Stanton directed two episodes, yeah, um, which was great to see. Yeah, and kind of back doing that kind of stuff. Wally's one of my favorite Pixar yeah, yeah. movies. Um, so it's fun to see him because I, I think he was. I mean, there are these moments in the universe uh-huh. that I think are great. I mean, one we don't you and I often talk about Eli about what it was like to be in the Inklings writing group. You know, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and you know, back in the day with mm-hmm. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien. Mm-hmm. You know, because at some point. One of them had to come up with like a, a napkin that has, <laughs> all right, you know. And, and Lewis is like, well, but what is the ring? And he told yeah. us, like, the ring is the machine. Because <laughs> um, there's this moment, um, which I've read about and they talk about too, uh-huh. in like the early days of Pixar. Yeah. Know, I think it was Andrew Stanton and a couple other guys. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if Steve Jobs was there. Where they like drafted out like these six or s- yeah, seven yeah. ideas for mm-hmm. like, the, you know, and Wally was one of them. Yeah. And I think like this... Um, this is one of those moments that, like, it, like the, the creativity that comes out of this moment mm-hmm. um, arcs across generations. Right. You know, I mean, right. or, or certainly across, like, many films, you know, mm-hmm. generations of viewing, you know, mm-hmm. and is a deep influence on sort of the, the visual and, uh, you know, audio, you know, the, the, the art the yeah. art that happens. It's also, I, we haven't talked about this yet, and I, ha- I like, I have to say this, yeah. which is, like, uh, this when we're talking this is like several weeks after like all the Harvey Weinstein stuff mm-hmm. is broken mm-hmm. and I, as much as I dislike that pile of human garbage yeah. so much I, I just have to say like we all of us who like film or watch film or just have some tangential relationship with film have to realize that there are so many films that we have watched and maybe we liked them, maybe we were disappointed <laughs> in them, but they had to do not, like, so many of them had to do with, like, a really crappy man enabling yeah. really crappy behavior. Right. So, like, all of the grumpiness I have about, like, why am I watching this formulaic, you know, Hollywood yeah. film again? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so, like, like, a bunch of people can make money off of... Um, exploiting women and so yeah. this dirt ball can consume <laughs> a seventh or eighth young woman's mm-hmm. innocence and career uh, it just makes me super grumpy angry yeah. um, ashamed um, and like you know there was always like it feels vindicated mm-hmm. you know I'm like they're like there's you know, like for, for all of the and you know like for all of the the, the movies that I watched that he had something to do with that I felt like <laughs> weren't artistic or weren't artist driven mm-hmm. or weren't bold enough mm-hmm. you know i'm like it's darn you yeah you know because we know yeah 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 you know it just i mean like i already cared about yeah yeah you know and, and i'm sure that like i just yeah so it, uh, i like yeah i i i like to see understand <laughs> one of the things that i really liked about wally in general mm-hmm. um was that it seemed like from beginning to end um a uh risky uh artist-driven film. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, like, it's almost two films. I, I mean, I don't, you know, like, there's the before we meet the fat humans in space and after. Mm-hmm. Both of those films are interesting. Mm-hmm. Together they make an interesting film. And then there's also this little 30-minute part at the beginning. Doesn't really pass a lot of the great feminist tests, but is yeah. also a really interesting story, Is it, or despite a really interesting story, that's told without words, mm-hmm. um, which is one of like Pixar's hallmarks. But, you know, and so it was nice to see, and because I think also that um, uh, Stranger Things, I mean, it's now a phenomenon, yeah. right? You know, and like, and I don't know if they like screen tested it before they released the first season and knew that, mm-hmm. but like, 
I mean, I don't think there were a whole lot of people that's like, oh, so we're going to make, it's like, I don't even know how to explain it, but, you yeah. know, it's like this thing, and it's the kids are fighting evil with D&D in the 80s. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, I mean, okay. are there superheroes in it? <laughs> yeah. Violence or yeah. sexy boobs and dragons <laughs> and stuff. Um, and so, I, you know, I mean, it it feels like these you know, these creators mm-hmm. um, had a vision Stuck to it. Stuck to it, yeah. And are making that thing. Right. Yeah. And it's also branching out with some of the stuff in the second season. I mean, um, but, and that's nice to see. I respect yeah. that. And I was going to say about Andrew Stan, too, I'm glad to see him doing something like this. And I sort of half feel like it's sort of like a return for him to live action because yeah. I, uh, I've talked to you a little bit about John Carter yeah, in the yeah. film, and I don't know that which I've s- seen four times now. Oh, you've seen it four we, times. We uh, re- borrowed it from the library for a road trip. Oh, I see. So I don't think that movie is like one of my favorites ever, but I appreciate what he was doing, and from what I've read about it, like it felt very much like George Lucas in the early days of Star Wars and trying to build this world. Yeah, and and so I was sad to see that being such a disaster financially. Yeah, I mean, um, go out and watch it with your kids. It's yeah, super entertaining. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun that he didn't have the opportunity to try other things. Yeah. So I'm hoping you know now he can say like, hey, I did Stranger Things. Like everybody loves that, right? So yeah. give me another chance to do something. So even though he's still doing good things for Pixar. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd, I'd like to see what else he can do with yeah. original content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I think we, we've hit on a lot of things uh, with Stranger Things that we liked. I was a little confused sometimes on the Upside Down world. I felt like they moved that a little bit different direction than the first season. That might have been just my thinking. I thought in... I think Elle is getting more powerful so she can kind of control her experience in the Upside Down when she goes and visits people and things. But I felt like when, in the first season, they were developing that there was this ominous presence that was always kind of in that space. Um, and this season, we don't see that as much. Um, at least when she goes there, it's just to kind of visit and see people. So, I don't know. I was yeah. a little confused. Um, and I liked that aspect. I think visually it was really cool when she goes into that black uh, blackness and just sort of sees certain elements, I think is a really cool visual. But I, I sort of liked the threat still being there. Um, which I think they kind of conquered in the first season, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are not minor nitpicks. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, from my from my point of view, um, the way it works is there. <laughs> um, it's like there's you know there's two. So the place when she connects with other people, mm-hmm. you know, she is in a she's contacting through some manner of ethereal realm right. that the. Uh, upside down also touches. Right. And, and, and I think part of the challenge or part of the danger in the first one is that some, you know, like because she is in this world, mm-hmm. um, it sort of draws the evils, that, whatever that thing was. Yeah. You know, there are many things in the upside down. This mm-hmm. is one of them. This one right. sort of came to her and found its way to her because of her power in this place and mm-hmm. came into this liminal space. Right. And from that liminal space made it into the real world. Real world, world yeah. Um, you know, but but not substantially, right? Because mm-hmm. you know that it kept being taken back, right? Going back to the other place. Um, so I didn't. I mean, it made it made sense. You know, like yeah. that that particular thing was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do. I I would have liked to have seen like the shadow monster mm-hmm. um, interact with her in that space. The very large thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it also seemed like it was a different kind of evil. Yeah, it does. You know, and also, and it's I still mean, around, so... Right, yeah. and so, I mean... 
may you know, have potential for that. With our D&D structure. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, the Demogorgon, which I don't like. I know a lot about D&D. I don't. And I, I haven't. That. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, like I know what a gorgon is, and I know what Demi means, but I, I'm <laughs> not familiar with that particular demon. Because in the original, whatever, in the original D and D, like at some point, demons just become typed by numbers, and they're very mm. strange. <laughs> um, you know, and so like you know, it, it, it's a particular kind of beast. Mm-hmm. Um, it is found, discovered, cordoned off, and killed. Yeah. Um, you know, and the beast which we encounter in the second, which they identify as, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in the D and D world of Mind Flayer. Yeah. Is around the shadow monster for around for a while. It it gets it doesn't successfully make it into our world. It gets sort of sent back, but mm-hmm. it's still there. Um, I just see it like it, it's a evil entity from this upside down, which is a vast place, mm-hmm. um, a vast plane. But and there's many evil things that are there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. I was certainly looking forward to the second season, and I can't oh, say that yeah. it let me down in any way. No. Some people, uh, you know, are heaping very high praise on it, and I don't know that it's, like, my favorite show ever, but it's certainly one of the most enjoyable yeah. and entertaining shows. I've watched. It's yeah. really good, and, yeah. and I think that, I mean, one of the things that I think is, I don't know really how to explain it, uh, one of the things that when I look at a show of any kind of show, um, mm-hmm. it... Whether or not I enjoy it, one of the mm-hmm. things that I look at for um, whether or not I think it's good mm-hmm. um, is like um, all of the people in the show. In the show, they're getting a little bit better. Yeah. Every time, you know, this season, you know, even mm-hmm. even throughout the second season, like the the acting is a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Everything's a little bit, you know, more uh, in sync. Yeah. Um, and I think you know we have a bunch of fine actors putting mm-hmm. together fine performances. Yeah. You know, and I think in particular Hopper, mm-hmm. I, I like him. I think sure, that. Yeah. You know, his stuff before this is middling. Right. I don't really think he has uh, had the experience as a, as a leading man, which mm-hmm. he is. I think he yeah. does a great job. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, you know, when... Uh, and that's what makes the show good, mm-hmm. is when you have someone that, you so, know, he's going to put in, you know, a 70 or whatever, and yeah. they pull in a 75, then everybody else pulls in a 75 too, or, you know, <laughs> like they're a little bit 5%, 10% better than they would be, and right. you just have this he's thing that's special. The bar high, right? yeah. it's, not, it's not any show. Mm-hmm. It's this show at this time, mm-hmm. you know, putting in this performance, you know, yeah. and it becomes a, like, you know, his unique contribution to film and media is, you know, his thing in this. It's not just, yeah. you know, like... A, but I love him, but it's not like Hugh Grant, where like <laughs> pick seven movies, they're all the same. Yeah, he does the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Cool. So uh, I'm betting everybody has pretty much seen it by this point, yeah. or on their way to finishing it up. So yeah, this was our sort of experience. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah.